The much maligned San Francisco Giants bullpen did it again. For the second time in four games, they went out there and completely dominated a bullpen games and they shut out the Milwaukee Brewers, bringing the Giants back to 500. Just a very nice rebound win following up on a extremely ugly loss the day before. So we'll break it all down next. You are locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. And coming up on today's show, yes, we are going to discuss the Giants going into Milwaukee once again, just like uh, they went into Minnesota against the first place central team in the American League. They go here into Milwaukee, the first place National League central team, and they take a game one win behind a bullpen game. And uh, it was huge. They they pitched a shutout. And last time they did a bullpen game uh, against those twins, they allowed one run. So we're talking 18 innings, one run in these bullpen games. And so I do just have to give a little shout like there's always a lot of moaning and groaning or at least some about when the Giants go with bullpen games I will continue to reiterate the point that the Giants are not the only team doing this if you're paying attention to the rest of the league this is a very regular occurrence these days in Major League Baseball for various reasons and I don't want to bore anyone talking about the various reasons, but I do just want to kind of check out the box score and look at the fact that the Giants started Scott Alexander. The Once again, it like forces the opponent to set a particular lineup. And so because Scott Alexander, a left-handed pitcher, was starting, the Brewers stacked their lineup with a bunch of righties at the top. Owen Miller, Darren Ruff. Willie Adamas uh, being the top three and then several more righties in there. And so, yes, maybe in that first inning, the Brewers technically had the platoon advantage, although Scott Alexander, I think, is good enough that he's not one of these like guys who can only fl- face lefties given the turbo sinker. He's kind of a guy who can get anybody out. And so I, I didn't mind one bit Scott Alexander opening this game and then they go to Taylor Rogers because there was a little pocket of some lefties in there with uh, I think Christian Yelich leading off the inning Brian Anderson coming up next and he's got long-term reverse splits he's one of these rare guys who actually truly has reverse splits we talk uh, like on the broadcast often they're talking about how oh he has reverse splits when they're looking at like 15 at bats this season and they're looking at just batting average so don't listen to that, uh, but long-term 
Brian Anderson does. So anyway, going to the lefty was the right move there. And Taylor Rogers, he went one and a third, three strikeouts, no hits, no walks, just continuing to thrive after throwing his glove in the trash over a month ago. And then Jacob Junis, two and a third, two hits, two walks, four strikeouts. Sean Manaya coming in again and just being that same guy that he was in Minnesota, except this time with no walks, but overpowering with his fastball in the strike zone, which is uh, really nice to see. Like he's figured something out. It was asked to me on Twitter, like, is he throwing now a four seamer as opposed to uh, early in the season, you know, like stat cast, just the cameras can detect the movement profile and the spin profile of the pitches that pitchers are throwing and detect and like classify what kind of pitch it is. And we were seeing them called sinkers for Sean Manaya, but uh, they never really looked like sinkers, but certainly right now they don't look like sinkers. It looks like he's, like he's throwing four seam fastballs, high spin in the strike zone. And he's been like dominant when he's been able to be in the zone with that pitch. And over these last two relief appearances, three and two thirds in Minnesota. And then I think, I think I just said one and a third last night, he has faced 21 batters total and he struck out 11 of them. That's a 52.4% strikeout rate across five innings. And so that is very much getting the job done. The league average strikeout rate is like 22, 23%. And so at 52%, it's just a bonkers rate. And so that's Sean Manaya was like struggling mightily. And then all of a sudden he's just been kind of dominant when he's had some command. Basically, if he can throw a strike like in the strike zone, batters have not been able to touch him. And so that was nice to see. And then Tyler Rogers with a clean inning and then John Brebbia with two innings to close it out. And all of a sudden Brebbia's ERA, which just recently was in the high fives is down to 3.68. And I think there's still room for it to fall. And so just this morning on Twitter, I'm tweeting out just so to move on from generally just the bullpen. I want to mention that in the month of May, Giants pitchers uh, have a 3.30 ERA as a team, which is second best in the National League. Their starters are first in the National League with a 3.58 ERA. And when I say starters, that will include when they have an opener, whoever is that first pitcher, just by the way. So it's a little wonky when we say starters and relievers when you do some bullpen games mixed in. But the guys who haven't started, you know, which includes Sean Manaya when he's not starting, he counts as a reliever in that case. Uh, they are second in the National League in the month of May with a 2.92 ERA. And so this pitching staff, which, you know, was the focus of a lot of criticism from myself and from, from others, frankly, the results just were poor. And so, of course, it was the, you know, there, there was criticism directed their way. But, you know, over the, you know, we're 26, today's day 26 of May. And so this is not a tiny sample. We're not talking like, oh, five days have passed and these numbers are what they are. We're talking a whole almost month of baseball and the pitching has just been much better. And as I also tweeted out, it's kind of like as expected because I kept saying there was a lot of things going on that were abnormal and to expect normalization. 
we talked about it too with the offensive strikeout rate and i could check on that as well i haven't checked on it in a while but i would imagine in the month of may their strikeout rate is not nearly as bad as it was for the first month either but just to point out the home run to fly ball ratio in march slash april the season started in like very late march and so we look at march and april kind of as the first month of the season and the giants home run to fly ball ratio as a team was by far the worst in the majors at 18.9 percent and i kept saying that's going to normalize that that's just not going to last that's crazy and sure enough in the month of may down from 18.9 percent to 11.9 percent and then how about the batting average on balls in play it was very high in march slash april at a 320 batting average on balls in play allowed by the giants pitchers and sure enough regression to the mean has happened and in the month of may they are at 288 down from 320 and so that's what i meant these things normalize and they have and the results are what they are which is that the pitching overall has a 3.30 era i feel like after april they were around like 4.7 or something in terms of their era and so yes it has come down a lot and the pitching has been much better and it's not a surprise that the giants have been a lot better as a team when the pitching has been much better so coming up in just a minute we'll turn our attention to the offense there was some continued storylines like michael conforto you just can't get him out right now they literally couldn't get him out in this game i think he was four for four with a walk so just more on michael conforto lamont way jr and the rookies casey schmidt and pat bailey getting in on the action so we'll get into all of that in just a minute but before we do this episode is brought to you by my new favorite pair of shorts and not just pair of shorts but uh leg wear in general bird dogs they are i immediately put them on and my instant reaction was wow these are the most comfortable shorts or pants that i've ever worn so it's one thing if they're comfortable but do they look good and before i had even looked in the mirror i walk out to my girlfriend in the living room and you know she knows i'm trying these on and immediately immediately her reaction was wow those are so nice that is the best looking pair of shorts that you have ever worn and so i was blown away and i went and i looked in the mirror and sure enough they look fantastic and what i love about them is it's like you know oftentimes you might get a pair of something that looks good but it's not comfortable and it's not versatile certainly but what bird dogs are are comfortable good looking versatile in the sense that they're like classy and clean enough that you could wear them to a meeting but also comfortable and versatile enough that you could wear it to the golf course or hanging out with friends so i highly encourage you to get some for yourself you can go to birddogs.com slash locked on mlb and when you enter promo code locked on mlb they will throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order i've got mine right here if you're watching on youtube you can check it out it is very high quality uh bird dogs custom yeti style tumbler free with your order when you go to bird uh, birddogs.com slash locked on mlb and enter promo code locked on mlb all right as promised i want to get into the hitters because the giants i mean for the longest time they it's funny i tweeted out before the game that the giants were facing julio tehran who hadn't pitched in a major league game since he made one start in 2021 in april 
And before that, you know, he pitched in 2020. So this is a guy who's been out of the league for a long time, pitched in like the Mexican league or something. He's been, he's kind of been a journeyman here. Used to be pretty good with the Braves, but was always a guy who never really struck out a lot of people, kind of relied on soft contact. So I, I, I said, this is an opportunity for the Giants and a lot, like many, many responses were, the Giants never do well against this type of pitcher or like, okay, therefore they haven't seen this guy or he's vulnerable. Therefore he's going to throw like a three hit shutout. And I get it. We've seen that kind of thing a lot. And sure enough, he really did pitch better than he should have against the Giants, but they ended up kind of breaking through as the game went along. Thanks again, by the way, for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every dayers on Monday, we're going to be breaking down the rest of this four game series can the giants they've done this before where they've won the first game i think it was in arizona they won the first game of a four game series and then then they lost the next three you can't have that you got to keep this going keep the pedal to the metal and at least split this series at this point which would be losing two out of the next three but hey go for three out of four go for the sweep kick them while they're down and stay hot while you're hot the giants play the brewers tonight at 510 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So I just wanted to touch upon, I mean, first of all, Michael Conforto, who just continues to be on an absolute terror, and guess what? His season numbers now, he's got a 123 weighted runs created plus. I hope you know what that metric is by now. I talk about it all the time. You know, probably OPS plus is it's basically the same thing. It's just a little bit more uh, sophisticated and advanced and accurate, in my opinion, for reasons that I could get into, but I won't do that today. But 100 is league average. If you're at 123, it's essentially saying you're 23% above average offensively. And that's where he is on the season. And guess what his career-weighted runs created plus is? 124. So it was a miserable first several weeks for Conforto, but now all of a sudden he's he's at his season, uh, his career norm. But he's actually, like, his career batting average on balls in play is 298, and this year he's only at 268. And so I see the potential for him to shoot way past his career you know, weighted runs created plus and just keep going. Like he's still only hitting 239. Uh, that's going to be reflected in that lower than normal batting average on balls in play. And so, you know, his career batting average is 254. He's, he's basically hitting for more power than he has in his career. The dude has what, seven home runs in the last 14 games. So he's just been red hot. He went, what did I say? Four for four with, uh, a walk like they just couldn't get him out and yeah uh, let me just verify that four for four with a walk no strikeouts so just red hot and Lamont Wade Jr. stayed hot went three for five JD Davis 0 for five with four K's Tyro Estrada I, I was tweeting about him just a little bit over aggressive right now just swinging at kind of everything and maybe taking Sometimes pitches right down the middle and then swinging at pitches that are way off the plate. So he's a little out of whack and the numbers have come down for Estrada. I wish he would be a little more patient. Uh, Conforto, or excuse me, Hanniger continued to struggle mightily. And that's certainly a topic for conversation, but we'll save that one for another day coming off a win here. 
Blake Sable 0 for 3, but Casey Schmidt, like this was a big one for me. Two for four, two runs batted in, no walks, of course. <laughs> he still does not have a walk, no strikeouts. But in the at-bat in which he hit the double, I think it was, he was taking, maybe it was a different at-bat, but he was being a little bit more patient last night. And the double that he hit uh, that drove in, two runs late in the game that were big runs. The Giants had a small lead. And then Casey Schmidt, it was an inside pitch. I think it was a fastball. And he just pulled in his hands and just ripped it into left center. And it just shot through the gap. And so, you know, for all his free swinging ways and whatever, he still manages to put the bat on the ball. He do, He's not striking out a lot. And so he's a threat. And basically pitchers miss, miss their spots all the time. And so... I think like on average pitchers miss their spot by like a foot. And so that's often kind of something that I don't think people realize is like, yeah, you can be trying to throw, you know, the fastball up at the letters out of the strike zone, but they miss on average by a foot. And so that pitch might leak down and be hittable in the upper part of the strike zone, or they try to throw it just off the plate and it might end up in the fat part of the zone. And so he's been able to take advantage basically when pitchers have, thrown him pitches in the strike zone, just been a little bit too aggressive when pitches have been out of the zone, but overall it's worked. And so importantly, he started at shortstop. This is like a whole different topic, but he started at shortstop for the second, I don't know if it was uh, if it was Schmidt, but for the second time in three days, Brandon Crawford has not started when there's been a righty on the mound, which is significant because we've just spent the last couple days talking about how like basically Crawford is not hitting and he's not defending well. And so it is significant that a righty is on the mound and Crawford is not starting in two out of the last three games. And so I think that that's justified and that you should probably let Schmidt have more of those opportunities than Crawford moving forward, given the struggles defensively. Like if he's not hitting, which he's not, uh, Crawford is not, then he's got to defend and he has not been defending well. And so I have no problem just kind of giving this job mostly to Casey Schmidt right now and letting JD Davis keep doing what he's been doing at third, although he had a rough offensive game. Maybe he regresses there. I don't know. But anyway, also just want to give a shout to Pat Bailey who hit a firm double that also drove in a run immediately following Casey Schmidt. And he continues to do a really nice job defensively as well. So speaking of defense, the Giants had one of their worst defensive games of the year. Actually, I would I would easily say it was their worst defensive game of the year in the previous game, the finale against the Twins. But yesterday against the Brewers, they just completely turned it around and were right back to playing well defensively. However, on the postgame show, not to throw anyone under the bus or anything like that, they were talking about how the Giants' defense has been a problem, or at least Rich Aurelia, again, all due respect, was talking about how the defense has been a problem. Maybe he's just talking about Brandon Crawford and maybe Blake Sable, but uh, if you're just looking at fielding percentage or errors, you're going to be mistaken about in my opinion, about how good the defense has been. Errors are like a far outdated way to evaluate defense. I'm sorry, but just fielding percentage errors, throw them in the garbage because there are much better ways to evaluate defense. So we'll talk about what did the Giants do last night and how did, how is their overall fielding been on the season? 
in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you pay each month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 3 million people, myself included, have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. I had things I had no idea I had been paying for for months, and Rocket Money found them immediately, and I was able to easily shut those down and stop wasting money. So you can do the same, stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. rocketmoney.com slash MLB. All right, as promised, we are going to discuss the defense just a little bit. How about, I mean, Mike Yastrzemski was one of the better plays of the year for the Giants in the first inning. Darren Ruff, a member of the Brewers after the Giants had DFA'd him somewhat recently, the Brewers picked him up, and there he is, of course, in the lineup against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, it's funny, you know, this is like a tangent, but people complain about the platoons of the Giants, right? If you've been paying attention to these last two series against the Twins, against the Brewers, what are they doing? They're platooning all over the place and they're doing it kind of in response to the Giants with their openers. It's forcing, like Darren Ruff started the game because Scott Alexander, a lefty, was starting the game. And then as soon as there was a righty who came in, uh, forget exactly who it was when the Brewers made this move, but they pinch hit for Darren Ruff with Jesse Winker. And it was up and down the lineup. They were doing this with certain guys. And the Twins did the same thing. They pinch hit for a guy before he even had net bat. Edward Julian, a lefty in there uh, with the Giants opening with John Brebbia. But then they go to Sean Manaya, a lefty, and that Edward Julian spot came up. He hadn't even had net bat and they pinch hit for him. So, Again, this is one of those things where I feel like a lot of Giants fans maybe only pay attention to the Giants and aren't aware that openers, bullpen games, platooning, you see it across the league. They're not unique in this regard. But anyway, that was a tangent indeed. Uh, the defense. Darren Ruff hit a shot, as he does. That's what he does. That's He hits left-handed pitching. And even a tough one like Scott Alexander, he hit a shot that looked like it was possibly going to be a home run. But Mike Yastrzemski, who certain people kind of rag on for whatever whatever reason, what does he do? He goes out there and he just takes a great route, gets to the fence, and times his leap perfectly, and in my opinion, robbed a home run from Darren Ruff. And both Ruff and Yastrzemski had big smiles on their faces uh, after the play. So it was obviously great to see from the Giants' perspective. They had a another opportunity to score runs in the top of the first, and once again, they didn't, just like in the previous game. And so if the Brewers get a home run there, two batters into the game, it has a really different feel. And instead, the, the pitching, the bullpen, was able to keep putting up zeros, and it just gave the Giants opportunities to kind of finally push through and, I mean, by the way, Michael Conforto, not only did they not get him out, he hit a booming home run in this game as well. And so, for all my, oh, you know, 
too reliant on the home run. The home run is always a good thing, and it's great to see uh, whenever the Giants hit one, and it automatic at least one run and often more than one run. So I don't understand that that point too much. Uh, and yeah, Conforto was the only one who went deep. It was in the eighth inning, and they scored four in that eighth inning. So yeah, the home run ball, a big part of that. But anyway, getting back to the defense, uh, there was a J.D. Davis barehanded play on a ground ball, like charging in, had to barehand it, throw a guy out. There was, I honestly can't remember if there were other defensive standout plays, but I just wanted to, on the postgame show, it kind of was driving me a little nuts. Rich Aurelia, no offense, again, all due respect, great giant, but he's talking about how the defense has been a problem for the Giants this year, and I think that just completely sells them short in that the defense has, like, Laura Britt hosting the show, she was like, yeah, they lead the league in errors, but that's surprising to me. This is what Laura was saying. Because she didn't feel like she'd noticed that the defense, she said last year, yes, but this year, I don't feel at all like the defense has really been the kind of issue it was last year. And she's 100% correct. We have not seen the defense. It did in... Uh, it hasn't a couple games, but last year it was like every game for a while. This year, it's funny because then they went across the diamond and they're like, well, J.D. Davis has been really good defensively. Tyro Estrada has been good defensively. Wade has done a nice job at first. They didn't mention shortstop. And so, yes, I agree. Brandon Crawford has not been great defensively. At catcher, Pat Bailey, I think, has been really good. But Sable has had his issues at times. And in the outfield... Aurelia was saying, oh, then and they mix and match in the outfield. Not really. When everyone's healthy, it's it's Hanniger in left, Conforto in right, and Yastrzemski in center in a platoon. And when it's not Yaz, it's Bryce Johnson, who's not certainly a problem, certainly not a problem defensively, and or Austin Slater, who's not he had some weird kind of numbers last year, but generally not a poor defender. And so you can't really point to anywhere except shortstop and Brandon Crawford, ironically, of all positions that you would think would have a problem defensively. We're talking about Brandon Crawford and the shortstop position. But solution, Casey Schmidt. You can play him. And then all of a sudden, where do you have a defensive problem? I don't think you really do. And again, this is just where errors are misleading. All the pass balls by catchers are considered errors, and so those count. There have also been a number of errors by Giants pitchers, which I just think is kind of fluky and I don't really count. Yes, obviously they matter, but it's not like the team defense. It's like the pitchers. We've had some just weird errors by the pitchers. I'm surprised. I'm honestly, like Laura Britt, surprised that the Giants lead the league in errors. I'm not even looking it up. I'm just trusting that she's right. But let's look at something a little more sophisticated. In fact, like a million times more sophisticated Statcast outs above average, uh, which is, you know, they've got these all the visualizations you see of like the flight of the home run ball, blah blah blah. That's all from these cameras, really high advanced, same like you see in tennis, where they can see like exactly where the ball landed. They're able to see like exactly where the fielder started and where the ball ended up and how much time they had and blah blah blah, and able to determine the probability of an out and whether or not you did record the out. And so by outs above average, the Giants rank 10th best in Major League Baseball out of 30 teams, so top third at plus five outs above average. And so 
if you're looking at errors and thinking this makes them the worst defensive team in the league, I just think you're largely mistaken. And there are other ones we could look at. Defensive runs saved for whatever reason, I think has been pretty down on the Giants. A lot of it coming from Brandon Crawford, actually. But I don't know. It's just if you just watch every single game, I don't know if Aurelia has or not. I assume he has, but maybe not. Uh, there's just not defense has not been a major problem like it was last year. They've been much, much better than they were last year through, you know, whatever it is, 50 games, right? Aren't they 25 and 25? So through 50 games, the defense has not been what's hurt them this season. If anything has hurt them, I don't know, they're 500. So it's hard to say like what's hurt. I don't know. That's a topic for another day. I just want to mention if you have questions about this, I'll be happy to answer why fielding percentage and errors are so flawed and that these other metrics, I think people disregard them because they don't understand them as opposed to like, I fully understand them and I reject them. It's more like, I don't know what they are, so I reject them. And so I do know what fielding percentage and errors are, so I pay attention to that. But there are so many easy examples I can give as to why fielding percentage and errors are just not the best way to evaluate defense. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. Breaking down, can the Giants at the very minimum split this series and ideally take three out of four or sweep the Milwaukee Brewers on the road and just get above 500? They win tonight. They're above 500 for the first time all year. Giants play the Brewers tonight at, what is it, 5 uh, ten. Five, uh, I think it's at 510 Pacific, yes. And you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I cannot wait to be with you again on Monday. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.